and welcome to Talkin' Talkies, the show where they talk talkies, and here they are, Dan and Chris. Woo! Thank you, Billy Robinson, for yet another incredibly stirring, old-school, timey-wimey introduction. Uh, I am Chris. That is Dan. Yep. And this is Talkin' Talkies, the show where we talk the talkies. And uh, this is episode 31. 31? That's right. But even more special than that, this is the start of back to school month, which some of you are probably booing and some of you are probably cheering, depending on if you are still in school or not. A friend of ours just graduated today. Yes. So congratulations. Um, As I said, all August long, we're going to be doing movies about school. And what better way to kick it off than with one of the best movies about school ever made, National Lampoon's Animal House from 1978. This movie is just friggin' terrific. And it takes place in 1962, was it? Yes, 1962 at Faber College. At Faber College. I like how it's got that very, like, that academia soundtrack all the way up until the final credits. Uh, especially at the beginning where you see uh, the two guys are just walking around and you're like, the heck are they doing? <laughs> yeah, I got to I got to point this out right off the bat before we even start. Uh, this was filmed with a modest two point eight million dollar budget and it made one hundred and forty one million. Yep. <laughs> so I have to say this movie is quite successful. <clears throat> now, National Lampoon movies can be very hit and miss for me. Um, this one definitely a hit. The uh, Chevy Chase vacation videos I'm a fan of, especially Christmas Vacation. Um, Van Wilder, not so much. I covered that in my Jersey Rain blog, where I did the uh, top ten movies that I didn't really care for that everybody else seemed to like, and Van Wilder was up there. Uh, it's just not, not my thing. But uh, Animal House delivers, so we're going to go back to Faber College in 1962 and talk about Larry and Kent, because that's how we start off with. Just walking around campus, and you're just like, what's going on? These credits are going a little little long, but at least yeah. there's movement in the background. Yeah. And they're walking. And they're Pretty walking. <laughs> and they're walking. And they walk some more. And before this turns into a 1962 Lord of the Rings, they arrive at the frat house, Omega Theta Pi. And this is like that frat house that's owned by all the rich kids. Everybody's wearing sweater vests, and it's uh, it's all high prestigious. And it's ran by uh, Greg Marmaland and Doug Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer. So it's it's rush time, where everyone tries to get in their different frats and stuff. Pretty much, yeah. So, <clears throat> basically, Larry and Kent want to join this frat, but it's a little too high-end for them. And they sit in with all the other rejects. There's yeah, the, 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 they, like the reject the couch. Indian guy and the black guy and the... <laughs> like the big nerdy guy. The nerd guy. <laughs> so uh and there's Kevin Bacon. Indeed. 
And Kevin Bacon, of course. But he's not in the rejects. He's going to join the frat. He is and does. But it's okay because they might not be welcome here, but Kent's got connections with uh, Delta. With Delta Tau Chai. Delta Tau Chai, yes. (laughs) Because his brother was a member, which makes Kent a legacy. We can't be denied here. (laughs) So they go to to the other frat. And it's an old beat up house with like boarded up windows and <laughs> like a guy like a drunk guy comes flying out the window. It's a party. It's the party house. It's exactly what it it's is. It's like a house full of animals. Almost like an animal house. Oh my god, my brain just exploded. <laughs> So, um, so they're just like, hey, everyone just drink up. Let's just party. Yeah, just drink. They're not like segregating people or anything. They're just like, hey, everyone just have a drink. Do it. <laughs> I also love John Belushi's character, Pluto. He's just the he's just a big fat guy who does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we meet all the guys from the fret. Yeah, so let's let's do let's do the Delta rundown. You have Bluto. Uh, then you have Otter, that's played by Tim Matheson. You have Boone. You have Pinto. Flounder, which is what Kent, who Kent ends up being. Well, Pinto is uh, Larry's name. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, Pinto and Flounder. And then you have D-Day. Who's just he stands out so far from these guys. And uh then of he just course, comes in on his bike, on his motorcycle, and just goes right up the stairs and just hangs out at the top of the stairs. Yes. I love that. And then of course you have the the president Robert Hoover, who's like, you know, the actual like clean cut, normal dude who's kind of a kiss up to the dean, despite the fact that his GPA is only one point six, but he's the top of the class in Delta. Oh my god! I remember I was, like I was watching the movie, like wait a minute, that dude's the the cop from the mask. <laughs> But they are they are accepted into Delta, and they're just kind of just accepted. Meanwhile, we see you get accepted to the other frat, and they're doing the paddling thing where they have to keep on asking to get continually get paddled. Thank you, sir. May I have another? So like, there's the prestigious frat that does all the the hazing bullshit, and then here's the piece of shit frat that just allows you to be in the frat and allows you to be yourself. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> exactly what it is. One is a piece of shit because of the way they treat you. The other is a piece of shit because it's a literal piece of shit. But, hey, you can be yourself here. Well, now that they're in the frat, now we've got an issue. We meet Dean Wormer. Dun, dun, dun. Wouldn't be a college movie without the Dean being the villain. Robot House! Robot House! And, uh, Dean Wormer wants the Deltas off campus. They're already on probation. Now they're on so, double secret probation. Double secret probation. 
have conduct violations and abysmal academic standing. So he's got uh, Omega President Greg. He's got him in on the plan. He's like, I want you to find a way to <laughs> to uh, to eliminate these deltas and get them caught. So of course. Since they keep messing with the deltas, the deltas keep messing with them, and uh, they've got the they've got their uh, their pledges like dressed up in military uniforms, and they're berating them, riding in on horseback. Oh, uh, I think this was like the ROTC or whatever, right? Because oh, yeah, the ROTC because Flounder's in the group. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, but Niedermeyer's the commander. Yeah, and he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, pretty much. <laughs> I love how the other two guys just come up. And they got like a golf, they got a bag of golf balls and stuff. And they're just, they're trying to hit the horse that he's riding on. <laughs> I love how they're so casual about it too. And like no one notices them, like not like not even fifty feet away. And of course, it drags him away. Sure. So they kid, they kidnap the horse and they uh, they bring it in the dean's office. Oh yes, D-Day and uh, and Bluto set this up for for Flounder. For Flounder, yeah. He's like, you gotta. They're like, we're gonna put the horse in the office as a big prank, and then he hands him a gun. And <laughs> D-Day says, hands kill him. him a gun. Go kill the horse. Go kill the horse. <laughs> as soon as he disappears, like it's just blanks, right? Yeah, it's just blanks. It's like, goes in there and he doesn't want to shoot the horse so he fires the gun up at the ceiling and then they do the obvious just freeze the picture on the horse and then it falls over and dies <laughs> <laughs> they just run out screaming and they run in and are like uh there was blanks in that gun there were blanks, sure there were blanks in that gun I didn't even shoot it there were blanks in the gun <laughs> 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 My favorite part is what the dean is <laughs> the next scene. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's in there to remove the horse, and he's measuring it, measuring the door, and he just see walk in with a chainsaw. <laughs> As he's having a very important meeting with the mayor, who's like a mob boss, <laughs> and he's like, "You gotta, you gotta pay me off to let you have your <laughs> have your uh, parade." Oh my god. I laughed so friggin' hard at this. Yeah, because the parade's going to go through town. So, <clears throat> so uh, there's other stuff that they're doing. Um, they get tests to an, or they get the answers to an upcoming test, <laughs> but they steal the wrong. Oh yeah, because the other group broke in first and took the and took the answers. <laughs> so they basically get everything wrong. They got every question wrong. Well, now their GPAs are all so low <laughs> that uh, all it needs is one more incident, and I'm going to revoke your charter. Well, what are they? Gonna, what are we going to do, guys? Have well, a toga party. Let's have a toga party. But, 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 won't we get in trouble? Well, hell, if they're going to kick us out anyway, we might as well have fun. Toga party. Toga, and of course, this is when toga, we uh, toga, toga, toga. And this is, of course, when the dean's wife shows up because she met Otter at a shop. <laughs> when they were stealing meat <laughs> by, sh- by shoving it in Flounder's sweater. 
Yeah, and then he meets the girl at the supermarket, invites her to the party, and she actually shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it turns out that she's the mayor's daughter. And she's only 13. And she's only 13. <laughs> I like how he drops her off in the shopping cart. Oh. Uh, so, of course, we're having the big... Uh, Oh man, I love I love the party because that's when the, the douche with the guitar, and he's like singing some bullshit about giving his love some stupid gifts, and Bluto just stops, looks at him, and then grabs the guitar and smashes it against the wall. I also absolutely love the scene when Bluto goes to the sorority house. Oh yeah, he just randomly finds a ladder on the ground, so he goes up and watches them have a pillow fight. And then he knows once the one girl's going to change in the next room, so he just bounces over to the next window. And then he gets such a boner, he pushes him off the ladder. <laughs> but I love when he turns back and looks at the camera. <laughs> it just, like, cocks his eyebrows real quick. There are boobs in this movie, children. Indeed. And I know they. I love when they spoof this on Family Guy when Chris is getting changed in his room and Herbert, the old man, shows up on the ladder and turns around and looks at the camera. They do the exact same thing. <laughs> it had been so long since I'd seen this movie that when I saw that episode, I'm like, isn't that from Animal House? <laughs> and of course, I laughed hysterically. Uh, we missed the uh, lunchroom scene. Oh, my God. Yes. Let's talk about the lunchroom scene. Where it's like everyone's just having their lunch, right? And then uh, one of the guys is trying to pick up a girl. and But then we see Bluto, and he's just eating or grabbing everything he can. <laughs> As he goes through, like, the longest line ever. And he, like, takes oh a bite God. of this, yes. takes a bite of that, throws it on the... <laughs> yes. to, throws it back on the... You know what it made serving. me think back to? It made me think back to when I was in college, and... We had, like, that one cafeteria that had the pick-your-own stuff, and they always had a huge variety. And I always wanted to do that. Like, I wanted everything that I saw, but I knew I couldn't do that. Because <laughs> you could only take, like, certain amounts of things or, like, certain things from, you know, each. Like, if you picked a burger, you couldn't pick the sandwich type thing. <laughs> but I remember just going through and be like, I want all the things. <laughs> And then so then he sits down with the rest of the people, and one of the girls is, like, disgusted at him. And then he's like, well, guess what I am now? And he stuffs his face and then pop and then punches the sides of his mouth. He's like, I'm a zit! And then they start chasing him, and then the freaking ROTC guys start chasing him. And, right? and it's it's a really fun scene, and I, I, this is a scene that I would like to say, um, I think this movie is just a little bit too long, actually. But the thing, the problem is, is all the scenes that were probably the best to cut out are like the coolest scenes. Yeah, like really. This scene, like this scene, doesn't really do anything for the story because every because everything it does is already taken care of, right? The ROTC guys hate him. The preppy guys hate him. We, we already knew that, right? But the scene is so awesome, so they could have cut like five ten minutes with the scene, but it was such a great scene. Same goes for oh, what was the other scene I was thinking of? Uh, maybe when we get to it, I'll, I'll mention it. Oh, the Emily Dickinson College. The, that whole, like, 10, 15 minutes thing could have easily yeah. been cut. But at but at the club is just so funny that it was just like, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. First, we have to talk about Kangaroo Court. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> this is when we have the courtroom scene to revoke Delta's charter. And <laughs> I love their entire... Every time they call somebody up, it's just... No. Stop it. All of you, stop it. Oh, God. Well, after a courtroom scene is when we get the... Uh, it's when they go on the road trip. Yeah. Road trip, road trip. No, well, you can't. It's my uncle's well, car. Father has his brother's car or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you can't. This is one of the douchiest things ever. They found out that a girl that went to the Dickinson College died. So the guy's big idea is to go there, pose as her boyfriend, and doesn't know that she died so that he could get with her roommate and some friends so they could all have dates. Well, what do you expect from a movie like this? Seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It really is like the the scummiest thing possible, but it's that's why it's hilarious. Because it's a National Lampoon movie, so... And they go to a club because the band that's playing is Otis Day and the Knights, and they played the Toga Party. Yes, of course. So, hey, Otis Day, he's going to love to see us. So they go in there, and it's an all-black club. Yeah. Can we dance with your dates? Sure. <laughs> I like how each one gets more intimidating. <laughs> I love it in the credits. They're like, bad dude, badder dude, baddest dude. Baddest dude. (laughs) 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 But the girls had a good time. Yeah, the girls walk back to school, and they're all talking about how weird everything was. And at the end, the one girl's like, yeah, but he was cute. And then, of course, uh, they beat the crap out of Otter in a motel. Oh, yeah, because he's been trying to get with the one guy's girl. And then the freaking other girl tells her, tells everybody about it. So they just beat the hell out of him. <laughs> and then comes my other, my next favorite scene, which is the uh, when the dean tells them what all their GPAs are. And they're all just terrible. Like 1.2, 0.2. This is 0.0. And then, uh, um, and, and for those of you guys who actually listen to our wrestling podcast, Club Kayfabe, and you're familiar with my buddy Mike Simsack, my, uh, my buddy in the wheelchair, there's no nice way to put that, Mike. That's actually how they know you. Um, Mike is a real life Bluto in this case because he legitimately got kicked out of his fraternity and his college for having a 0.0 GPA. Jeez. In only his second semester at that school. So I, I, I legitimately didn't think a 0.0 was possible, but apparently it is. You have to like, not do anything, right? You, 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 literally, to, you literally have to not do anything. Like never but I like, go to a class ever, don't do a single yeah. assignment, don't even take the test. Yeah, you, he pretty much did absolutely nothing except drink. <laughs> I also love how D-Day has all his classes incomplete. You have no grade point average because he just hasn't done shit. <coughs> of course, <laughs> Flanders trying to open his mouth and he goes out with it. So he vomited on him. <laughs> yeah, because he's still like super drunk from the <laughs> night before. Oh, yeah. And they destroyed the car getting away from the black guys. Yes, yes. 
But now they're back in the frat house all sad about what they're going to do, and Bluto gives the inspirational speech. That makes no sense. Did the Germans give up when they bombed Pearl Harbor? Dude, what? Just let him go. He's on a roll. And he, like, gives the big hoorah speech, and then he walks away, and no one follows him. Yeah. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. Yeah. So, of course, <coughs> becomes the final scene in the movie, which is... Oh, so Bluto's like, I just wasted seven years of college. <laughs> That's right, in his seventh year. And then comes my favorite scene in the whole movie, which is the ending parade scene where they crash the parade going through the town. And the other thing I absolutely love about this is in my sound design class in college, we had to take movie scenes as a project and then completely recreate the sound from scratch. And one of my friends picked the parade scene from animal house and I got to be part of the, uh, part of the voice acting for it. I don't remember the specifics, what I did, but I, I did not get to call anybody faggots. Unfortunately, <laughs> that was a pretty didn't do any Foley. No, but it was it was a really fun project to work on, and it came out really good. In a lot of ways, it was almost better than than the actual audio editing from this scene. But uh, basically, what they do is they make a rogue float out of is, the leftovers of the car. Yep, and they call it the Death Mobile, and they they sneak in and they start planting everything. I think the first thing that they do is they redirect the marching band, who just down blindly and follow what? whoever has the stick. <laughs> And then the they, they get stuck in the alley, and they're still there during the end credits. Yeah, because he just puts the baton down in the corner and <laughs> runs away. And so they're all just trying to run into the wall <laughs> while still playing. And those guys are coming up awfully fast. <laughs> and then there's, like, the one girl gets her whole costume ripped off. So she's just running around screaming and, like... She's hiding behind something, but she's hiding on the crowd side. So when the little object disappears, she's still screaming again. <laughs> the one girl on the float flows, flies through the little boy's window while he's reading a Playboy. And he goes, thank you, God. <laughs> yeah. And the mayor starts choking out the dean. What's happening here? <clears throat> and all the all the fun stuff happens. Oh, and Bluto's dressed up like a pirate, and he starts climbing the buildings. Yes. People. <laughs> and of course, we all find out what their uh, what their post college careers are, and like all the Deltas are doing something funny, like like now Bluto's a senator with the girl that he kidnaps. Yeah, because he just like sees a hot chick, so he just. He, like, does the rope swing down on a banner, grabs her, just shoves her into the back of the car, and just takes off. <laughs> Otter becomes a gynecologist in Beverly Hills. Oh, who was it that becomes an editor for National Lampoon magazine? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, um, uh, I don't remember. But uh, <coughs> Boone, and, uh, Boone and Katie get married and then divorce, like, five years later. Five years later, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, it was Pinto Lawrence. It was Larry. He was the one that becomes the, and the reason he was Pinto was because screenwriter Chris Miller that was his nickname when he was a Dartmouth. And then uh, Flounder becomes a sensitivity trainer. And D Day's whereabouts are unknown because he just drives off like a madman. Um, Robert Hoover is a public defender. 
And then you start finding out what happens to the Omegas. And uh, Craig was arrested and raped in prison over the Watergate scandal. And then Doug Niedermeyer was killed by his own platoon in Vietnam. Uh, in a nutshell, guys, that's Animal House. Uh, Animal House. Animal House. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, which you should have if you're doing the Talking Talkies gimmick correctly, but uh, <clears throat> you absolutely need to see this movie because it's so friggin' funny. It's a it's a really good 70s comedy. Well, it's a 60s comedy because it takes place in the 60s. But it's just really damn funny. And so... So here's some trivia about Animal House. Uh, like I said, Niedermeyer was killed in Vietnam by his own troops. Well, in the Twilight Zone movie, which was also by, which was a segment that John Landis did, he uh, there's a bunch of soldiers and they're expressing their regret for killing Lieutenant Niedermeyer. <laughs> so they worked that in. <coughs> um, Universal Pictures president. Ned Tannen objected very strongly to the uh, Dexter Lake club scene that he interrupted a screaming of the film and ordered the scene be removed immediately, claiming it would cause race riots in the theater. So Landis screened the film for Richard Pryor, who then wrote a note to the president that said, Ned, Animal House is fucking funny and white people are crazy from Richard. (laughs) Um, The one girl Babs becomes a tour guide for Universal Studios and Back in the day, you could actually ask for Babs. You'd either get a free entry or a discount if you said that at the gate. But, of course, they don't do that anymore. Oh, we didn't even talk about Donald Sutherland's character, the creepy professor. <laughs> He's just just doing it until he can finish his book. And they smoke the reefer. Yeah. But Donald Sutherland was so convinced that this movie wasn't going to make it that he took the flat fee of 75 grand for three days work and if he took the upfront payment or i mean the uh, the gross percentage he would have gotten three to four million dollars instead of course of course and of course kevin bacon and karen allen make their film debut really mm-hmm I thought Kevin Bacon was. Like, Kevin Bacon wasn't allowed at the premiere because no, but none of the ushers believed that he was in it, so he had to sit in the back with all the commoners. Lol. So uh, those are some fun facts about Animal House. Well, guys, as I said, this is back to school month, and next week. We're going to go back to school all the way back to kindergarten because we're going to review Billy Madison, which, in my opinion, is the best Adam Sandler movie. Debatable, of course, but to me, this is the best Adam Sandler movie. So I look forward to reviewing Billy Madison next week. So we're going to go from the frat house to snack time. That should be interesting. Should be interesting. All right. Um, And since we're going to throw this out here, because I know we had a discussion about um, a discussion with one of our listeners about when we're going to start taking requests again. Well, as I said, guys, we actually have the rest of this year booked. But 
January 2016 is kind of wide open right now. We actually have received a suggestion. So we're going to go ahead and try to work that in for you, Mr. Ellis Holmes. We'll do our best. Yes. All right, then. And that, of course, concludes this week's episode. Any final thoughts, Daniel? Uh, good times, great memories. <laughs> oh, boy, is this great. Again, it's Billy Madison next week, so yes, indeed. we'll see you then. We'll be here. Bye. Yo. Thank you.